Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Startup Daily, episode 623, Effective Communication in the Land of Endless Emails, by Kenneth McCall with digtofly.com. And I'm Dan, I am with you every single day reading to you from some of the very best blogs on entrepreneurship. And we're gonna get right to our post for today as we optimize your life. Effective Communication in the Land of Endless Emails, by Kenneth McCall with digtofly.com. I love email. It gives me a running record of who said what when. I can write a very business-like email, even late at night or early in the morning. Look how late he's working, impressive. I can give bad news gently without having to actually face the person. I get to use passive-aggressive smiley faces. Guess he'll have that report for me tomorrow instead of today since it's already 5.30. But even as email becomes more solidified as the ubiquitous communication vehicle in the workplace, there still doesn't seem to be an accepted standard of business email practices. With everyone following their own email instincts, messages get bungled, feelings hurt, and lots of time is spent going back and forth to clarify, amend, confirm, and respond. Email is supposed to make work life more efficient, but unless it is used thoughtfully and consistently with effective communication practices in place, it can prove a time and brain drain instead. Here are some communication practices you may want to incorporate into your work emails to make sure your message is received effectively and efficiently. 1. Send only to necessary recipients. You don't want to be that guy whose name shows up in everyone's inbox and no one ever opens it because you send too many unnecessary emails. To avoid a reputation for over-emailing irrelevant materials, email only those who must be included for that specific message. The same goes for replying. It is not necessary to reply all on group emails. Reply only to those recipients for whom your reply is necessary. Two, make your subject line work. Make people happy by letting them know exactly what your email is about. This way they can prioritize it, know what to expect, and know what the urgency level is for responding. Be specific. Good examples. Important update to customer relations protocol. Mandatory meeting for sales reps today. Need your help to plan conference. Bad examples. Hi. Update. FYI. Ideas? Sales reps. Meeting. Conference. Help. Three, keep your subject in check. Don't slip extra information into an email that doesn't have to do with the subject line. This information could get missed because it is out of context. Instead, send a separate email with an appropriate subject line to that topic. Four, address your recipients by name. Nothing gets a person's attention like calling out his or her name. 
A guy I know who likes to tell stories calls out people's names throughout the telling, as if to be sure they're paying attention. I was playing golf the other day, Dan, and you know what I saw, Linda? An alligator. That's right, Bill, an alligator. Yes, it's annoying in that case, but I will say he does hold everyone's attention. So start your email by addressing your recipients so they have their ears perked up, ready to give full attention to your message. This is especially helpful later in the message with action items for more than one person. For example, Linda, please call corporate by noon tomorrow to get the latest numbers. Dan, review the site analysis one last time and then send to Acme Printing to make 20 copies. Five, keep the tone professional. Recently, I was in the position of having to break the news to an employee who works remotely that she had made a pretty big mistake. Her response was, OMG. Texting acronyms should not be used in a professional email. Younger employees may need a crash course in professional communication, So to avoid unprofessional text talk and company email, consider giving new employees a list of email standards. Six, let clarity be your guiding force. Even though a friendly demeanor is always appreciated in the workplace, err on the side of cold clarity over casual banter in emails. If your message is cloaked in jokey or chummy language, it will lose its effectiveness. Make your message clear by using specific points broken into small paragraphs with white space in between so your points are quickly and easily digested by your recipient. Be concise so that extraneous stories and wordiness do not detract from your message. If action needs to be taken by the reader, make sure the action is clearly identified as such and is clearly and specifically spelled out, including steps and deadlines if appropriate. Seven, attach first. Get in the habit of attaching proper attachments before you write your message so that you don't forget to attach before sending. Eight, Think twice about humor. Like a lot of people, I have a sarcastic side. Sometimes it comes across playfully in emails, but sometimes it doesn't, and instead of looking witty, I look like a complete jerk. So much of humor and jaunty sarcasm depends on body language, and when your only recourse for body language is using those emoticons I mentioned earlier, you're a bit limited. So instead of sharing your snarky personality with coworkers via email, Save it for the water cooler when they can tell by your physical demeanor whether you're serious or teasing. Teasing tones are best left out of email, especially work emails. They can so easily be misconstrued, and sometimes in an effort to correct them, we can put our foot even further in our mouths. And nine, proofread. Avoid all opportunities for coworkers or clients not to take you seriously and dismissing your message as a result. This includes using correct grammar and spelling and writing that is clear and concise. Hopefully these tips will help you love email too, or at least keep your inbox a little less cranky. When email becomes unwieldy or underlying negativity seems to be lurking between the lines, stop the madness of that particular exchange. Pick up the phone or even go see the person face-to-face. The human voice is a powerful thing. It cuts to the chase and keeps folks honest. No matter what mode of communication you're using, always be clear and be respectful of people's time and efforts, and your coworkers will be receptive to your message. You just listened to the post titled Effective Communication in the Land of Endless Emails by Kenneth McCall with digtofly.com. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree. 
Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. And one of the things I really love about Indeed is that it filters out those incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com startup. So just go to indeed.com startup right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com startup. Terms and conditions apply. And thanks to Kenneth McCall, our author today. Kenneth is director of IT for storage.com. He builds the systems that help customers find the best self-storage units for their needs. And thank you to Carl, who runs uh, the website this was from. A little about him, he helps entrepreneurs understand their struggles and turn them into stepping stones. In 2010, Carl was diagnosed with testicular cancer and then was laid off from his job a year later. And while those were difficult situations, he now calls them blessings in disguise. Since then, he has stopped doing work that doesn't fit with his passions and instead now focuses on things he truly cares about. He's the author of the book, Bring Gratitude, and has a lot to offer on his site. So uh, come by digtofly.com for a lot more from Carl. And I have that linked in this episode's description. By the way, dig to fly refers to the phrase, dig deep to fly high. He also has a podcast, which you can find. It's called the Dig to Fly podcast, and you can get it wherever you get your audio. But I think that does it for today. I thank you for being a follower or subscriber to the show. Hope you're having a great day, and I'll see you back here tomorrow as usual, where your optimal life awaits.